You're listening to Mummy is Doing a Beauty Pageant Podcast with your host, Jessica Barkley. Oh wait, that's me. The current Miss Middlesex Galaxy and mummy to one amazing little girl. Here I will share my crazy journey from buggy walks to walking the stage at the United Kingdom Galaxy Finals. But don't worry, this isn't all about me. I'll be interviewing current and former queens, plus experts in many areas of pageantry. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams on or off the stage, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give it a share on social and pop me a little review over on iTunes. Now, strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello and welcome back to another episode. I'm going to try and keep this one fairly short. Um, Guess this is probably more directed at those of you that are either just starting out in pageantry or considering it, uh, or who are generally following this podcast for interesting tidbits about my pageant journey. Um, Hey, so it's probably more for those kind of people. So I won't be offended if you don't get to the end of it. If you are more experienced in pageantry, because you're probably going to know what I'm going to bring up, which is how pageantry has taught me to to dress in general, really. I very much through my, I guess, from my teenage years and early adult life was very easily influenced by those around me. Uh, so if I fancied a boy that was a bit grungy, I would dress a bit more grungy. If I fancied a boy that was a bit more surfy, I would dress a bit more surfy. If the cool kids were wearing a certain thing, I'd find myself drawn to those kind of things. And I think part of that is fairly normal with teenage life is you're trying to find yourself. But then I never really found myself and that continued into adulthood, easily influenced by those around me. And It started to change when you could buy stuff online. I lived down in Cornwall, so there were a lot of surfy shops and fat face and things like that. So that kind of became my style because those were the shops I had easy access to as well. And then as online shopping became a bit more of a thing, uh, I was able to buy things that were a bit more me, but then I didn't fit in with what everyone else was wearing and I wasn't sure whether I was comfortable with that or not. Um, And coming into pageantry, I really started to discover what worked better for my body type and my body shape and how I would wear the dress instead of the dress wearing me. And that was one of the bigger things um, with evening gown is you can buy a £50 evening gown and get it tailored perfectly and it'd be something you absolutely love and you wear it well and you walk it well. Or you can spend like £50,000 on a dress and lose because it doesn't fit you right and you couldn't walk in it and it's like the wrong length and all these things and it just didn't represent you, your brand or what you wanted to say to the world. And that I kind of rolled into how I dress the rest of the time. Does what I wear say to the world what I want it to? Does it say to me what I want it to when I look in the mirror? Um, if I'm looking in an absolute state and I'm trying to be super productive and awesome, it doesn't, it just doesn't really work. So sometimes I'll get very dressed up even though I'm not going to leave the house because I want to be super productive. I will put on awesome funky like housewear, loungewear to do the cleaning because I know I will clean more if I dress like that. 
I wear my favorite gym clothes that like give me all this energy and invigorate me and stuff like that when I really need to bust out an amazing session, things like this. And that all came from, from pageantry. It was all my skills and things that I learned from pageantry. Looking at the different situations in life and what was suitable for those, I learned from pageantry because suddenly I was like, oh, fashion wear, what does that actually mean? Looking back at what previous contestants had worn and then tailoring it to be represent me. So making it still me, as you should make it still you, but suitable for that situation. Uh, interview wear, I'm going to do a whole separate episode on, but that is is a really key one because it's got to get you through rehearsals and things as well as making you feel confident and powerful when you go into your interview. Um, I'm actually going to be the guest speaker when it comes to interview with swimwear and evening wear and other wares, other categories, I'm bringing on expert speakers, but I'm going to cover the interview one because I feel like that area I'm fairly confident in, so I'm going to be talking about that one fairly soon. But it was getting used to that and being able to, when I came back the second time I competed, I was so pleased with all my outfits. They represented who I was at the time really well. They're not really on brand for me now. My my tastes have changed. I've evolved as a person. I've grown a human. That changes everything. Um, I've discovered more about myself and the styles and shapes and cuts that work really well for me. But looking back on my outfits, I was like, at the time, was very pleased with them. Bikini cut, looking at it now, didn't work for me. I feel like I can have a much better cut of a bikini now I know myself more and I can represent myself better. So it is a collaboration when you are choosing your clothes in life and pageantry of what represents me and what I want to say to the world and what I want to be saying to myself but also what is suitable for the occasion because I do find a lot of confidence in being dressed suitably for the occasion. If it's an event where most people are going to be in a cocktail dress I want to be in some sort of cocktail dress or in something in that like catchment. If everyone's going to be in a full-length ball gown I want to be in a full-length ball gown. I then just pick the ball gown that's right for me. And I personally find a lot of confidence in doing that. Obviously, there's those times um, everyone could be in a ball gown and and men in tuxedo, and you are like, actually, I'm going to get a female-tailored tuxedo. That would still be dressing appropriately for the occasion. However, turning up in jeans, trainers, and like a sloganed T-shirt when everyone else is in black tie ball gown is not the right attire for that occasion. And it takes a very strong person to be confident in that situation. Um, I also think it's quite disrespectful of the person that's invited you to said black tie if you turn up completely ignoring the fact that it was meant to be a black tie event too. So there's that to take into consideration. Um, this was is really put to the test when it comes to appearances because you're not always given a specific dress code. Quite often I'll go, I'll ask the person that's hosting the event. So I recently did the ribbon cutting for an event and I said, I can, what attire would you like me in? It was a, it was a garden party. Would you like me in a summer dress? Would you like a hat? Would you like evening gown? Even though it was at the middle of the day, pageant contestants, pageant queens, known for having evening gowns. So I gave them that option. Um, and she was like, no, no, it's fine, whatever you feel comfortable in. So I actually went for a, a long dress that 
could be a day or evening um, from a company called Reese. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, a, it's actually full length, but it's got a, a split and it's a very soft fabric. So it could be a summer maxi dress or you can put a lot of bling on it and turn it into an evening wear. And I felt like that worked really well for the occasion. Um, and then what I've got is a this beautiful sparkly headband. Now the base fabric is actually denim. It's quite wide. It's got that twist knot in the middle and it's got lots of little sparkles um, in like little diamantes on it. Um, and it was quite, it was a bit of an investment. It was £49, which for a headband is a lot of money. But it's going to be my one of my appearance go-tos. It actually lives in the bag with my sash because I can smarter my hair up with it quite quickly as well. Uh, it can either make a casual outfit a bit more glamorous and a bit more pageant or because of the denim fabric if I wear it with a cocktail dress it can taper things down a little bit more it can bring sparkle to an evening uh, to a like a work outfit so if I'm speaking and I want to be in one of my work attire outfits it makes it a little bit more pageantry and things one of the things that I definitely am going to ask I've got an amazing interview lined up with an incredible director in the UK um, until we've recorded it I'm not going to announce it because I'm scared I'm going to jinx it um, because I'm so excited she's agreed to it but we're gonna she's coming on to talk about appearances and I want to ask her her thoughts on having a crown when you haven't won a crown yet so for example I am the snow queen uh, for an event in November and I have volunteered to be uh, the snow queen for anyone's for any PTA's Christmas events, uh, maybe sell raffle tickets at their Christmas fairs and stuff like that. So I will still be Ms. Middlesex and I will have my sash and everything, but I will dress up like a snow queen. A snow queen needs a crown. But for other appearances, it does draw more attention if you've got a little crown or a little tiara and stuff. And I wouldn't say go and have one made to look like the national title or the international title holders. But as a, a national director, what does she think? of having a, a tiara or something like that that you can use for appearances um, and how is that seen because I can't seem to find what the etiquette is for that kind of thing um so yes I'm I would love to know love to know her thoughts and feelings on that one uh, so make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss that episode when it comes out uh should be out within the month of September or very early October I do now dress for success in every area of my life, whatever level of success I want to achieve in that moment. So maybe the thing I'm trying to achieve in that moment is to have some relaxation and comfy time. So I'm going to put on my favourite comfy and relaxation clothes. That's what I mean when I say dress for success. It's not a boardroom suit and heels and power stance all the time. Success is completely dictated by you. You have to decide what success looks to for for you in that moment and comfort for me is pretty much always my number one I want to feel comfortable and that can be physically or mentally about well physically first and then mentally I want to physically feel comfortable in my outfit but I mentally want to feel comfortable and that comes from being dressed appropriately for the occasion and making sure it's still in line with me and still true to me I hope you have found this episode really helpful please do hit me up if you've got any questions either relating to this episode, previous episode, maybe there's a certain episode you would love me to record, maybe there's someone you would really like to interview but you don't have the platform for it and you'd like me to do it for you. Um, So do let me know, anyone you think would be great 
to come on the podcast and what you think they would be great talking about because we always try and have a theme I don't just like to have people on and talk about life um I like to have a, a purpose for the episode a priority for the episode so do let me know uh, either rock on over to the website uh, mummy is doing a pageant.com or you can hit me up on direct on email jessica a barkley at icloud.com as well or if you follow me on the social medias hit me up on there too it would be really lovely to hear from you because I like to make sure that this podcast is catering for what you want and need to. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. So it means a lot that you spent some of it here. Do rock on over to my Facebook or Instagram to share your thoughts on this episode. And I would really love it if you could give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, things mentioned in this episode, etc., please pop over to the website, which is mummyisdoingapageant.com. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle.